From KUNR Reno Public Radio, this is Priced Out. A podcast about affordable housing. I'm Joey Lovato. And I'm Jacob Solis. And on this week's special bonus episode of Priced Out, we've got a special bonus co-host as well to talk about pets. How's it going, Jacob? It's going well. So first up, there's a story from our reporter Bree Zender about the lengths one local man went to in order to keep his cats. Then a quick talk with Jill Vakina Dobbs, executive director of the SPCA of Northern Nevada, about the broader impacts the affordable housing crunch is having on the way people think about housing and pets. Great. Let's get into it. Carl Phillips first found his cats at Crystal Park in Verdi. They were strays, and for a couple of years, he and a neighbor fed them. But then finally one day, it was cold, middle of winter, the cats would actually come in our car and go to sleep, and they, if they didn't want to go. They just, they, they literally put their claws in the seat when I was trying to throw them out, and I felt so bad. So they're like our kids. But when the owner of Carl's Reno rental home decided to sell the house that Carl, his wife, and his cats were in, Carl didn't know how tough it would be to find another rental home that takes his cats that's within his price range, especially in the 30 days he was given to move out. Immediately after he said he was going to sell, I started looking the next day. I actually started packing and looking the very next day. And I was quite shocked. Carl was not only unable to afford a new rental home, but he couldn't find anything at all, whether it was affordable or not. And the cats just made things even tougher. I had one lady tell me, she says, I have six people who work in my office. Each one of them has 100 applications on their desk for a limited amount of houses. And we don't need to rent to somebody with pets. She says, get rid of your pets, then come back and we'll put your application. For Carl, getting rid of his cats wasn't an option. His family ended up being booted out of their house earlier than they thought because of a misunderstanding with the new owner. They still didn't have a new place, and they ended up having to move in with his daughter in Truckee for a couple of months and then into his brother's house in Carson City. Sometimes I would spend six, seven, eight hours a day uh, either on uh, Craigslist or looking at Zillow or all the other places online. If you weren't there practically when the sign went up, you weren't going to get a place. Carl says after a few months, he gave up looking for rentals altogether. He decided to simply buy a house. I had made the decision that if I couldn't find a place, we were going to move out of the area, out of state. And then some of my relatives, and better half, convinced me, okay, either, you know, your daughter, your grandkids and everything else, we need to stay here. I go, okay, let's, let's keep trying. Six months after his landlord originally sold his house and four months without a place of their own, Carl found a house in Dayton. And literally, I looked in the window, I got on the phone, I I told my agent, I go, put an offer on it right now. And we put an offer within $1,000 of the asking price and we got it. Now, as Carl sees advertisements pop up for pet adoption, he gets upset because he knows firsthand that there's often no place for the pets or their owners to go in the rental market. Had you asked me a year ago, would you like to live in Dayton? I didn't even know where Dayton was at. We always say, we've got it for the cats. They own the house. They just let us stay here. (laughs) (laughs) But that was the only way. I never wanted to be in this position again. I don't want to ever again have have a call, somebody knock on the door, and you got to be out. No, that's over. (laughs) 
The housing crunch has affected a lot of people, but one thing many don't think about are pets. Sometimes apartment complexes will simply just charge extra, but many won't allow pets at all or ban pets over a certain size or breed. Jill Vakina Dobbs is the executive director of the SPCA of Northern Nevada, and she's here to break it down. Jill, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So first, the basics. How does owning a pet impact the way someone finds somewhere to live here in Reno? Pet ownership is always an additional consideration for people who rent housing. And in times of economic distress, it can really make an impact on what the homeless pet population is because sometimes people are forced to make the impossible choice of accepting housing or maybe moving in with family and not being able to bring their pets with them. So it's a huge concern nationwide, and in our area it is becoming a much larger concern because the housing market is taking such a turn. So inventory is very low in both rental housing and then um, in the buying market as well. And so we are seeing an uptick in pet relinquishments accordingly. Okay. And what happens to these pets when, when people can't bring them where they live or they become homeless? It's really heartbreaking when we have people who walk into our facility and they're wonderful pet owners and they love their pets, but they are out of options in their housing situation, whether it's a job loss. Um, you know, during the recession, we saw a lot of that, a lot of people losing their houses and not being able to afford, whether it's their mortgage or their rent and having to move. And now we're seeing a lot of people who are moving to the area or having to relocate and landlords are raising rents. And a lot of landlords have pet restrictions, whether it's on size or the type of the pet or any pet, regardless of what kind of pet it is. And so people are, they don't have any options. And if they're going to stay in the area, um, then they are often faced with that very difficult choice. Okay. And do you think that landlords, because demand is so high, that landlords can either be more selective with whether or not they want to allow pets at all or charge more to keep pets in certain places? Yes, it's a landlord market right now. So some landlords are choosing not to allow pets at all, even if they had in the past. Others are deciding to charge an extra pet deposit on top of the regular security deposit. And some landlords are also choosing to charge an additional monthly pet fee because they can't, because the, the demand is there and the supply is so low. Does that mean that landlords are bad people? Certainly not. They have their own concerns and their own reasons for doing so. But I implore all landlords to please remember that pets are part of people's family and part of people's lives and that they should be finding ways to support that. All right. So you talk about options. I mean, what kind of solutions are there to this? Or is this just a consideration that people have to make before they adopt a pet or before they find somewhere to, to move? So we have conversations with people. Please check with your landlord before you adopt a pet to make sure that you're allowed to have that pet. And so it is a consideration when someone's looking to move. Are you going to want to bring a pet into your life in the near future? If so, then we implore you to look for pet-friendly housing. But with low supply available, some people might have to wait an additional year or two until they have appropriate housing in order to adopt animals. And what does that mean for us? That means fewer homes able to adopt our homeless pets. So it's a community-wide situation situation. 
and it's something that they that unfortunately people have to consider and everybody's entitled to pet companionship they should be regardless of income and regardless of social status pet retention is really important that's how we keep shelter populations down and i hate to have to find loving homes for animals when they already have a loving home Thank you for listening to this episode of Priced Out. If you would like to learn more about the series and see pictures and videos, you can visit our website at KUNR.org. The music in today's episode was by Freedom Trail Studio. Our original theme song, which you can hear right now, is by the band People With Bodies. And a shout out to the Michelles. Our wonderful editor is Michelle Billman, and our digital producer is Michelle Matus. Today's story was reported by Breeze Ender. I'm Jacob Solis. And I'm Joey Lovato. Thank you for listening. <laughs>